Shalom Aleichem, Mishnah Yomi is holding in chapter 10, Perak Yud of Yevamot, Mishnah Dalet, number 4, continuing with situations where somebody went overseas and there was reports, a premature report of their demise. So this time, Mishnah Dalet, Misha Holcha Ishto, Libedinata Yam, now it's the wife who goes overseas on an extended and possibly dangerous business trip, and they come and they inform the husband, unfortunately your wife has passed away. And the husband, in horrible uh, sadness, does the only thing he can think to do to console himself, he marries the sister of his deceased wife, allegedly deceased. But then the original wife comes home. So what do we do now? The confused husband can return to the original wife. Now, the reason for this is that there was no validity whatsoever to a marriage to the sister when the wife was still alive. It's an iser karet, a penalty of excision, and the quote-unquote marriage is a complete sham. It has no legal validity. As a result, the mission explains, hu mutar and if the marriage ends for whatever reason, the man could then marry a relative, for example, the daughter of that second sister, and vice versa, she can marry his relatives. You understand, as we've mentioned before in Yavamot, if there was a marriage, a valid marriage at any time that ended in death or divorce, then typically people cannot marry the relatives, the close relatives of the other spouse. Now, the exception actually is, as we see in this Mishnah, the sister, that a sister is only forbidden during the lifetime of the original wife, and we're about to find out that does change with her death. As the Mishnah now teaches, if the original wife later does pass away, this time she's mamish, she's really dead and buried, then the man could actually marry, and this time it's a real marriage to the surviving sister. If they told him, your wife passed away, and then he went ahead and married her sister, and then they come and they told him it was a mistake, she was actually still alive, maybe in a coma, maybe, but she was still actually still alive, at the time you married her sister, but then later on, she did pass away, for real, so if they had conceived children, the, the husband and the sister, if they had conceived children while the first wife was still alive, that's an illegitimate child because, again, this relationship is punishable by karat, by excision, a very serious penalty. But if they conceived a child after the first wife was actually really deceased, that child is completely legitimate because now their marriage is actually real and legally binding. Rabbi Yossi has a chilek here. He says, When somebody makes a disqualification to others, poso he also disqualifies his own situation. Now, the Bartner here explains from the Gemara, this is a situation where, going back to the first mission in the chapter, the sister had a husband who went overseas, probably to somewhere else, on a dangerous business trip as well. So they came and they told the sister, oh, unfortunately, your husband died. They also came and told the first husband, oh, unfortunately, your wife died, who's the sister of the survivor. So, you know, they, to console one another, they got married. So Yossi is saying in a case where the sister, the second sister, can't go back to her first husband, who is not dead, then so too the the man in question, the man who's the subject of Mishnah Dalad, can't go back to his wife 
the first sister because there's the, the, the Mefar, in the Mefarshim and the Gemara they talk about they have to give a get to both, so it's it's an issue. And one who does not cause problems for other people, he does not cause disfollocation to himself. This is, of course, an amazing insight in Musr. Don't make problems, try not to make problems for other people, and people aren't going to make problems for you. Now let's go into Mishnah. Hey, Amru Lo, they told him, told the husband, Meta Ishtacha, unfortunately, your wife has passed away. And he marries the sister. This is Achota Me'aviha a paternal sister, a sister who shares a father with her origin, with his original wife, but not a mother. Meta, they informed him that that wife has now passed away. He marries now the maternal sister of the second wife. Meta, you can see where this is going, can't you? She, they inform him that she's passed away. He marries the paternal sister of the third wife, Meta. They inform him, incorrectly, we'll see, that she passed away. Also, Nasa Ahota Meima. And he marries the maternal sister of the fourth wife. As a reminder of something we've mentioned, a number of the cases, perhaps a lot of these cases in Yavamot, sound a bit extreme because they are to illustrate a case and a legal reality. It's not necessarily that this scenario ever happened. That would be quite unlucky for a man to allegedly have all five of his related wives passing away. But sometimes our sages, te- you know, they teach a kind of far out case. So we understand the rulings also in a fairly normal case. So the Mishnah now teaches, you guessed it, Nimsu Kulan Kayamot. The news of their demise was incorrect. They were all still alive. So now he has a problem because some of them are sisters. I mean, all of them really are a chain of sisters, but you understand wife one and two are related. They share one parent, but wife one and three are not actually related. They don't share any parents. So the mission explains, he can stay married to the original wife, the third wife, who is not related at all to the first wife, and with wife number five, who shares a parent with wife number four, but no parents with wife number three. And if there's a case of Yibam or Chalitza in this situation, then Yibam or Chalitza done to any one of these wives, wives one, three, and five, the real valid wives, works for their co-wife. If there was another co-wife, not a sister, someone totally unrelated, call her Sally, then it would work. It would potter her, the Yibam or Chalitza, on one of these because wives one, three, and five are real valid wives. The Osir Bishniravit, but he cannot marry or remain married to number two and number four. After all, wife number two shares a parent with wife number one, and wife number four shares a parent with wife number three. And even a Yibum done on quote-unquote wife number two and four does not exempt their co-wife. It's not really a Yibum. There was never really a mitzvah of Yibum there. It was not a valid, legal, binding marriage. Now, the Mishnah brings a variation to this case. In Baal if the if he lived as man and wife with the second wife, after the first original wife had actually really mamish been passed away and buried, now, he has a legal marriage to the second wife. So now, Mutter Bishniya Revit. He can stay married to wife number two and wife number four. 
After all, wife number three shares a parent with wife number two, and wife number five shares a parent with wife number four, but numbers two and four are not related at all. And again, if Yibam or Chalitza comes up with this, with this marriage situation, then uh, Chalitza or Bia with one of them exempts any unrelated co-wives. He cannot remain married to wife number three and wife number five because after all, they are relatives to the wife number two and four that he does have a legal binding marriage with. And again, a yibum done to wife number three or five is not a valid yibum and does not exempt a co-wife from needing yibum or chalitza. And we should all hear good news that our family and friends are alive and well and coming home.